Right, so I'm here with the fourth episode of the Football Index podcast, and I've actually got two guests for you today, and I'm really excited for this. I think it could, could be a really funny and insightful podcast for any users out there. Even if you're experienced, I think you should listen to this, because today I've got two Trader of the Month legends on board, one of which is the latest winners, or one of the latest winners, which is, you might have seen him on the leaderboards he goes by tolu f but his um but his at on twitter is actually john pierre underline the fourth he can explain that one but he goes by jay as well so you know introduce yourself jay tell us when you started football index and how your journey's been so far and how you're able to uh how to do so many how you're able to do so many trades really Um, yeah, hello everyone. Uh, my name is uh, Jay. Um, as uh, Fig said, I've just currently uh, won the September Trader of the Month, um, just because I spent so much money on futures. But hey, take that. Um, I started trading on Football Index actually, um, if I remember correctly, June 2016. It was the it was the time of the Euros. I remember joining the um, actually finding out about Football Index like much earlier in February or something. But, you know, sort of being a Nigerian who's used to sort of being scammed um, or scamming, um, I wasn't very sure um, as regards the veracity of the app. So it, it took me a while to actually sort of trust it enough. But eventually sort of got on it in June. And I tell you what, it's probably the best thing. I mean, for me, um, I used to play fantasy football and I was quite proud of, you know, sort of what, you know, what I used to accomplish season in, season out. But having the opportunity to use your knowledge um, on, you know, on on an exchange where you can actually make actual money, um, no, it's definitely been a sort of game changer for me. And um, it took me a while, but I've currently got as an initial investment 17 grand, I think. Um, and my portfolio value as of today is currently at 51,000. Wow. So it's, it's been good. Um, I've got a modest, I think currently I had a look at this just before I joined the, um, my portfolio, I've got a sort of modest number of 101 players, um, <laughs> in my portfolio, which is kind of half the first team, but I am trying very much to trim that down so I can get to double figures before the end of the month. <laughs> okay. And uh, the sec- yeah, so if you, you heard there, 101 players, it's absolutely mad, isn't it? Uh, he's he's a full-time maniac, really. And second of all, I'd like to introduce Annie, or you might have seen him on the team of the, or trader of the month leaderboards as Anya Baba, and he goes by FI underline great on twitter so go on annie you can introduce yourself hi yeah um as, as um like i said um everybody knows me by fi great i don't think that needs to be explained any further <laughs> um, Calm down. i've been on football i've been on football index uh since uh july 2016 um and just like jay uh, when i came across it i was really skeptical i was like you know um this is gambling. I don't want to. I don't want to join. I, uh, you know, I don't want to get addicted because I know how addicted I was to fantasy football. Um, so I was really skeptical. But eventually, um, I decided to, you know, to bite the bullet and, and join. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, really happy I took that decision because the returns I have uh, till date, um, I would never have imagined I would have gotten to that level when I started. 
Um, at the moment, I think my capital investment is about 22 grand and my portfolio is just about just under uh, 45 grand. So that's uh, almost double um, my investment. Uh, when I joined, I was, if I made, you know, I was saying to myself, if I made a grand, two grand in a year, I'll be happy. Uh, I've done uh, 10 times that now. So um, it's a great platform. Uh, most of the guys um, in the chat group we have, have, uh, tend to fondly, I don't know, fondly or uh, regrettably remember me as easy. <laughs> Based on the, there was a period where I, I was just constantly trading because I, I am um, football index is is great, is um, it's fun. Uh, if you're a football lover, it's you know the things I do to to know which players to buy or stuff I used to do on a normal, you know, on a, yeah, on a normal yeah. day without you know match day. No one's going on uh, for me to be able to do all that and also make money for me. So um, still here, I'm not going anywhere. Easy will be back very soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just to uh, piggyback on that point, Annie. When I think a lot of people ask me, like when when I when they ask me about my returns, and then they're like, "Oh well, how long do you spend on it?" And a lot of the a lot of the actual time I spend researching stuff or like just watching football i kind of do or would have done if i wasn't on football index anyway so if you are a real football lover then you're gonna probably do okay on football index anyway if you're not that into football and you just want to make some money then it's going to be hard for you because you're not going to have that kind of same passion or you're going to look at researching players or researching lineups or watching games basically as a chore really so yeah that's that's a really good point but yeah on to what I was going to ask, actually. So, yeah, a lot of people ask me, how long do I spend on this? Blah, blah, blah. And I just, I don't really know how to answer because it's it's obviously day to day for me. I'm starting an internship quite soon, so that might change things. But it's, it's just kind of like, I just do it. I don't realize, like, how much I spend on it. If I'm out and about, I won't really look at it that much. So if either of you want to want to talk about your experiences or wh when it's ever been obtrusive to your life or if you just don't notice it really because obviously you guys are you trade in a lot more volume than me so jay why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us how it, how it works for you yeah i really don't trade to be honest uh, no, <laughs> no i'm just joking considering the number of uh, features i mean the thing with me uh, and it's exactly what you've said you know I, I probably coined a phrase about i remember it was one i can't remember who said it but something like love what you do and you never have to work a day in your life mm. it kind of applies to this in a way because um like you said in general i i was i always read you know football news i always know what's happening in the gossip columns with regards to transfers because i always used to look at that for arsenal you know oh, day in day out you know i read blogs i'm on sky sports bbc all the time so I, I always used to do this research just for my own knowledge but now the fact that i can leverage that to actually get in on a player early enough or um you know or, or sell a player quickly enough when there's news of an injury or whatever it's kind of just part and parcel of what i do on a daily basis so like mm. i work i work a sort of normal sort of nine to five so um there will obviously be certain times where i wouldn't be able to actually look um at what i'm doing and you know so far i've been lucky that there hasn't been any sort of severe incidents that have occurred while i've not <laughs> been able to to track it but yeah. generally my um football index um uh, the website's open on my laptop so every now and again, you know, I'm, you know, if I'm doing work, I just every now and again sort of just check maybe, you know, for 10 seconds every 10 minutes, you know, or something. <laughs> so in, in reality, you know, 
I wouldn't say it actually takes like that much of my time, though I do remember there was a time sort of during the summer, especially with all the transfer speculation, I literally could not leave <laughs> what I was doing. You know, I got invited out for, for drinks and I was like, yeah, I've got Tommy issue. Um, I'll probably <laughs> stay at home and just, yeah, you guys feel sorry for me. And I was just on the index, you know, just like following the rumors. So I think, I think there's certain times where you have to really be on it as, you know, as, you know, a bit more, especially when news is sort of just constantly being generated and spat out by these uh, rumour mills. But, you know, generally during the season, especially with the Opta dividends, um, unless there's massive news of a player injury or, you know, some groundbreaking, you know, thing like, you know, God forbid, but Alexis deciding that he's definitely leaving Arsenal at the end of the season. Uh-huh. Um, generally, player prices should be should be stable um and yeah i just it's just part and parcel of what i do i've got on my phone i've got on my laptop and i wouldn't say i actually spend time on it to such a degree that it disrupts my life i wouldn't say um but to each their own um but i think yeah if you definitely love you know already do you know already uh, invested in football from a sort of as a fan and as a football enthusiast then Football index doesn't actually take that much more time than you would think it would. Mm. I think if 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 you love football and you're on social media of any kind, especially Twitter, yeah, then you sh- you should have a go, even if you're not experienced in like any sort of form of trading or if you haven't betted before, like you should just still do it. What what are your thoughts, Annie? How do you uh how do you reflect on what what Jay's just talked about? Yeah, I uh, I. I totally agree what he's saying and again you've also said said the same point if you're passionate about football you know it's 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 what you do on a daily basis um i i enjoy you know i'm, I'm not going to even hold back here i spent quite a lot of time on the index because uh, even before i joined i used to i used to trade on the uh, london stock, stock exchange and it was the ex- exact same thing you know you spend quite some time because you enjoy it um researching on companies who is I used to buy stocks in um, in oil up and coming oil and gas companies. Whose whose drill is coming up, and what are the chances of success of that person hitting the as they call it black gold and all that. And the same thing applies. In this case, it's actually doing something that I've always done in the past. You know, uh, what's the news on Alexis today? Who is Arsenal? What are they talking about? Arsenal. Um, buying to replace Alexis. We all know Alexis is going to leave. <laughs> so... yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, if you're an Arsenal fan like me and Jay, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it's not Exactly. Uh, so, you know, those are the things you, you, you naturally keep up with. You know, when Alexis Mara is going to be in the news, you know, these are things you would do, you know, even if football index didn't exist. So for, for me to be able to do that and, you know, again, trade and make money off it, it's... I don't look at it as time spent. I, I look at it as time doing what I enjoy, mm. uh, which is why, um, you know, I, to my detriment, sometimes I spend too much time on the index. But again, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, 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 it's what I enjoy. Yeah, so. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah. Go on, go on, Jay. Well, I, I, mean, I don't really want to add much, except that, you know, I don't really know why you've, if you've, why you've got Mares in your portfolio, Annie. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> hey, to each yeah, <laughs> their own. Um, yeah. But I think, I think everything's been said. Um, we, you all, you have to spend time on something that you've invested so much money in. So mm-hmm. yeah, as long as, as long as, you know, you're happy, you know, you're happy with it and it's not sort of continually sort of affecting you know your social life um then it's not much of an of an issue i i definitely know now that every saturday between one and five i can't go hill walking 
So you know, if anyone sort of asks me, oh, do you want to go sort of up to the countryside where I know I've really got like GPRS internet, I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. Can we do it on Sunday, please? You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, triple performance bars, one to five. I mean, I had the same issue with Vidal a couple of weeks ago uh, where he went up to two pounds because people were anticipating he was going to have a good game. And I went hill walking that weekend. So by the time I got back, it was like a 153 and I had like 800 of him and it was, oh, it was so painful. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, um, yeah. So you know, it's, I think it's it's about striking the right balance. Um, you definitely need to be on at certain peak times. I'll call it of the index. Um, but yeah, I think we've just lost Annie. Oh, there he is. He's back. Okay. Yep. Um, are, you, are, you still in, are you still in Nigeria, mate? Yeah, probably, <laughs> man. With the way my internet is uh, is acting, but I probably should be back in Lagos, you know. Yeah, we just uh, we just lost Annie for a moment. He's he's struggling with the internet connection. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Jay was just talking about how uh, he, he doesn't like going to quite suburban areas where there's not very good uh, connection, just in case. I was actually saying when I was uh, on holiday during the summer, and the I, I think my brother calculated that the the wi-fi where i was was about 15 times slower than back home Jeez. so the wi-fi was really slow let alone like using 3g or gprs out there but um yeah that was a bit of a struggle luckily i actually like profited really well from that even though it was the transfer window i think i i didn't like i didn't do anything i just you know when I got back, I was like, "Oh, this is this is great." But um, you probably well, should be traveling in and out of Kosovo for IPUs then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I was going to talk about the so trader of the month. So you guys are always up there, really. Like uh, you're probably two of the f- five biggest traders in terms of volume. Do you think that competition? kind of inspired you to trade more or do you reckon it was just always like that and this is just an added bonus for you? In all honesty, it doesn't make a difference <laughs> for me. Um, it's, it's great that it's there, but it hasn't changed how I trade in any way, like shape mm. or form. Um, and I remember, you know, me and Annie were having this conversation because obviously once you win it, once you come first twice, you're, you don't come up on the leaderboard anymore. Yeah. Um, and I remember the day, the, 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 the few days before the end of the second one, and he won. He was really like, he didn't want to win <laughs> so he could stay <laughs> on the leaderboard. And he was begging me to like, oh, come on, buy some more players, buy some Victor Moses or something. You need to win it. And I was like, mate, I can't do any more than I'm doing now. And, you know, it's, and, 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 and I guess that just pretty much maybe it's just a microcosm of how we look at it. We just yeah. trade regardless. And, mm. you know, obviously because it's a points-based score on the volume of trades you make in a, um, in a, in a month, and and I'll probably say the reason why it maybe favors someone like myself or Annie is because you know we don't generally tend to put a lot of our you know money in the high players. So for example, I remember there was um there was someone someone put a thread on Twitter the other day about name your three most owned players, <laughs> and I didn't want to put anything there because it was going to be like Robin Forsberg and Shaka. Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't really want to put that on there now. But because but it doesn't matter, you know, like a thousand a thousand futures of Granite Shaka and a thousand futures of Messi gives you the same points on the leaderboard. So yeah. really, it doesn't, you know, uh, you know, in all honesty, I don't particularly think that Trader of the Month tag is particularly 
you know, it's not, it's not, it's not a great indication of who's actually, you know, a better trader than the other. It's just who. Yeah, who I think a lot of people have talked yeah. about like trying to revamp that and make it more accessible to small people with smaller budgets. But it's it's quite hard because if you if it's done on ROI, return on interest, investment, sorry, then if you turn ten quid into eighty, then that's you know seven eight hundred percent, and that's kind of not fair. Um, but what, what do you what do you reckon, Annie? Do you reckon it's changed your trading patterns at all? The trader of the month. I <laughs> <laughs> told you the story. There. I, I remember the, I think it was a, a day or two before at the end of the month, and uh, I saw I was, I was going to be tough, and uh, I was like, Nah, nah, like I still wanna. Actually, uh, pay out, and I couldn't stop myself from trading. <laughs> that was the thing. He kept, he kept telling me on Twitter to buy, it, but his trades were still going on. <laughs> I, I, literally, I literally could not stop myself from trading. I was like, you know, Jay's gonna catch up, and I just kept on trading. And I didn't, you know, what? And the last year, I was like, you know what? Just, you know, just keep doing your thing. You know, just forget it. You know, just, you know why last year? Oh my god, that is a very, very, yeah. very funny story. I, I think I think the only time it, it had any effect on uh, my trading pattern was that I think it was the first or second month when myself and Ross were you know battling for who was going to be king and who was going to win it first and blah blah blah. I remember that. I remember that fun day. Was I there. just kept on buying you know the lowest players you know buying and selling, buying and selling. Where we were we were losing money. Oh uh, my! Well, we just wanted the trophy. You know, it was the it was the first one. You know, myself and Ross wanted to get in there. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I think since, that, since the first one, like it doesn't really affect what I do. I just you know yeah. trading. I think I think the highest I've got is like eight or ninth, and that was during the transfer window where I had, I think I'd I'd finished like uni earlier than everyone else, um, or most of my mates from home and from uni. So I came home and I was pretty much doing nothing because no none of my mates were around, and they were all still at uni and those who were at home were working so in the weeks i was just like well i need to do something with myself and i actually you know i I did quite well for myself during the transfer window buying and selling i became like a very ruthless annie and jay type trader where i was <laughs> just seeing i was seeing the green and i was just like sell 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 uh it's calmed down a bit since then but i mean obviously like i still the money i make the most money i make is through player growth rather than buzz so quite similar to you guys on a on a lower scale slightly longer term than you guys but yeah no that, that was a little period where i had a bit more time and i was just like I may as well just trade during the transfer window because you could genuinely trade day trade during the transfer window and make a lot of money. Like it was hard and you had to be good, but you could make a lot of money. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember the Lewandowski um, trade. Oh my word. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That was, yeah, I I've got that. a story about that actually. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of my I, biggest ones on the, in the summer. Yeah. I, I remember the Lewandowski and uh, the Lukaku. Yeah. And, oh uh, my God. yeah, and unfortunately for me on the Lukaku one, I was on the wrong end. Oh. So I, I, I had held Lukaku. I think I had five hundred of Lukaku at ninety p, and um, ninety p. Yes, Lukaku was ninety. Oh, 98. <laughs> 98. 98 p. And then. Um, I think I forgot what's the name of his agent again. Um, yeah, he came out and said, you know, the deal with Everton was nearly a 90, oh, oh, I think it was 90, 95%. Yeah, done. And so I panicked. I panicked. I was like, nah, I need to get out. I have 500. Like, people are going to begin to sell. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, I, and I did uh, usual training, just sold everything, you know, after loss. I was like, yeah, you know, let, let's keep the capital. And then within like three, four days, the whole thing about Chelsea came out first and Lukaku oh was taking God. off. I know it's that kind yeah. of thing. You've, you've seen your own 500 of this person at, you know, 98p. You cannot get yourself to buy him back for like yeah. £1.50. You're like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. I'm going to wait. <laughs> I refuse. And then I just refused to buy and he just kept on going up and going up and going up and... Yeah, I sat on the sidelines for so long, and so yeah, no, no one of my best stories of the summer. I've got a, I've got a story about each of those Lewandowski and uh, Lukaku. So I remember the Lewandowski one. I actually had like an exhibition, so uh, I was showcasing my all my degree work, my final project uh, at an exhibition, and obviously wasn't on my phone that much. Was talking people through my. Um, my project blah 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 and there was actually invigilators there so it was it was slightly formal at one point and i'm in my phone buzzing like mad and i was just like i can't look at it obviously and then um when i look at i was like all right i'm gonna go to the i went to the toilet at one point um and had a look and Lewandowski had gone up like 150 percent and it was just due to some absolutely balmy, stupid rumour where he was never actually going to leave. But it, he just went up so much. And you, as you guys know, whenever a player that you don't own goes up a really big amount, your portfolio drops. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so I literally looked at my phone. I was like, obviously, I had like millions of messages from friends, people on Twitter. And I was like, shit, something has happened. Look on yeah. the index app and you just see Lewandowski at the top of the increasing board yeah. and he's up by he was up by like a pound 50 it was ridiculous yeah, so the amount of money that had to go in there was, yeah. was ridiculous and then the Lukaku one was actually like probably the luckiest thing that's happened to me on the index where I the day before the stuff about Man United was announced a lot of like Spanish papers had said that the Maratta deal to Man United was going to go three in th- uh, through in three days or so and there was a lot of momentum about the Maratta bit at this point like it was like people thought it was like on the verge of completion etc and I was like I already had a few and I was like I'm just going to get another hundred and I woke up at maybe 9.45am the next day and I literally refreshed Twitter. And you know when you see a tweet that's just come out, it's fresh out of the oven, yeah, like you've seen it three yeah, seconds yeah. ago. Yeah. And it was one of the reporters just saying, Lukaku, Lukaku to United done. Great business by Manchester United. And I, I was like, okay, this is, this must be a fake account. I clicked the account. It's verified, like proper journalist. And I was like, okay, well, I can't just sell like 400 Maratta instant sell five, at £5.40 or whatever. I need another source. So literally refreshed again and it was everywhere. And I got out as soon as I could. But that is literally the luckiest thing. Because I didn't even have an alarm on. I just woke up. Yeah. Checked yeah. my phone and saw that. And oh my God, it was yeah, it was very lucky. But that was uh that that was my story for those those two players. It was very lucky. Yeah, no, I think it's important. There's one thing Annie said which I thought I'd point on you know sometimes you, you tend to be emotional about your your mm. trades um and and that's happened to me on a lot of occasions and it still happens now where you've you sold a player that you you probably weren't sure but you know with the information you had at the time you thought you know his price was going to go down and eventually he starts to rise and you can see him rising and you're like do i go back in now when mm. i had him for like half the price and, and and i think that's one thing i've learned as well trading over the last sort of few months is that sometimes you just have to let you know take the l 
take the L and say, okay, you know, I messed up here, but this guy is not yet stop rising get in mm-hmm. and just make whatever profit you can from yeah, them for sure um and my story with Lewandowski was sort of similar as well i i remember sort of seeing the news on sky because again i have so many outlets like I, I get alerts on my desktop from so many things on twitter and i remember seeing it and i bought a thousand five hundred like just then immediately and i was lucky to have some cash in my balance and he went up to 320 and i managed to q sell all but 200 of it and wow. for me i mean it was a great i mean i i went out that night and bought myself a drink um like, well <laughs> five, pound GNT, five pound gnt yeah we'll have that <laughs> yeah. oh man for sure and, um, and, and it uh, was, was gonna, the thing i really learned over the summer how much bullshit everybody puts out it's, oh, it's man. you know for, for for me before and before football index Sky Sports News was the holy, holy grail. Whatever you they said was going to happen. You never realized I, I believed how much it. it was out there. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't realize. I didn't, I, you know, what, whatever news they feel like every day, it doesn't have to be true. It doesn't have to have any sense to it. They just they, put it out. And yeah. that, for me, that's, that, that's, the, that's the beauty of the index. It, and for, for, for next summer, even if we have the World Cup as well, yeah. is it doesn't have to be true. It doesn't have mm. to happen. Yeah. As long as there's there's news and there's a vibe and there's you know fun around it, people are going to buy. Yeah, as long as there's hype. As long as it, I think yeah, RC on Twitter one one time said, "Speculate to accumulate," and that's yeah. that's quite true. Yeah. It's the old yeah. saying, like buy buy the rumor, sell the news, isn't it? Like bang on, bang on. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, it was uh, it was a very hectic period in the summer, but it's, it is it has slowed down. So, how have you guys kind of adapted? from that this transitional period from from the summer when it was so heavily like transfer news based and then we've suddenly got the performance buzz game changer how did you guys as experienced traders because i think it caught a lot of people off guard to be fair it um even if you were around for ages on football index it was kind of like this is a complete game changer the the format the platform has completely changed so you kind of have to start again talk me through how you guys adapted and prospered basically through performance buzz and you should probably go first this time mate right uh so this is a, this is a really difficult as you say it was it was us going into a, a, an entirely new territory you know everybody everybody was unsure how it was going to play out there was the bits about not knowing exactly how football index were going to score different things uh, how many points for goal scorer or tackle or save you know, so it was, uh, and, and, and a lot of people did a lot of good work. You know, the spreadsheet that came out from starts of the previous season, and just, I was just like, wow, like this, this is just taking the analysis to another whole new level. Um, but for me, one, one thing it was clear, it was what I, was what I um, based, my, based my initial strategy on was everybody becomes valuable. All mm. of a sudden, you've moved away from, you know, if you were Man United or Chelsea or Liverpool last night, you're valuable. To going from like you know to the whole market being valuable, um, and so for me it was just a case of buy, 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 buy. I was uh, I was <laughs> jail over the summer, you know. As soon as it was announced, I think I had at some point I think I had uh, around 90, 95 players just oh. buying. I remember I remember myself and Ross talking. Ross is the other guy who has quite a lot of cash in index as well. Uh, I remember us, you know, I was I was bantering with him about you know I think at that at that point. Um, Memphis Depay was at, I think 54p and I had a thousand of Depay and he was taking the piss out of me for doing that but look at Depay Depay went up to 98p yeah 
No, no one would have predicted that was impossible the season before. As soon as you stepped out from England, that was it. But all mm. of a sudden, the, the whole dimension of the of the game changed. So for me, it was just bye bye. But when they finally announced the the date, um, performance index was going to because everybody is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? You know, is it the season next season? I remember when it was finally was going to do, and this is you know the way they were going to be scored. I can remember the rise in the index that day. It was brilliant. I just, I just to my laptop. I, I was just uploading. Like, <laughs> I was just like, wow, <laughs> like wow. <laughs> I think that was apart from apart from. Do you guys remember um, what's his name? The guy who was the first like major guy to throw money into the index. Um, oh. is that index chat or trendsetter? Oh, what was it? No, it's no, no, it's not. No, 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 no. Something Ranger, Texas Ranger, Texas, Texas Ranger. Ranger. Yes. Oh my you word! Remember Texas, I remember Texas Ranger. Texas Ranger. Man, that oh, guy used to I move markets. I just guy. look them. I just look on my screen and just smile. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just before, just before you go on, Annie. If if you're a new user out here, to be fair, if you're Texas Ranger out there, the original Texas Ranger, please <laughs> contact me. I'd really like to know who you are because basically, back in the day when. The market cap for the whole of football index was a lot smaller. Players yes. were worth a lot less. Texas Ranger was a guy who would go in and just literally spend ten thousand pounds and then yeah. sell ten thousand yes. pounds worth of players and then buy again. And he'd literally shift markets on his own. He yeah. was an absolute nutter. Yes, I, I remember. I remember. Texas Ranger was the first guy who shut down the index. Like it was like literally everybody just stood back and you know what? Let let him finish. And everybody was just like standing by and just applauding, like it was brilliant. But what I was going to say was, apart from that day, the day when the news was um, announced, for me, those were the two biggest mm. moments, the most enjoyable points for me in football index. That day was just brilliant. Like goalkeepers that were worth uh, 45, 50p, all of a sudden were like one pound 20. Uh, I think Manuel Noya was one of them, and um, Donnarumma. Like uh, these yeah. guys just took off. Like I, I just started from my laughter, I was just like, you know, sometimes it's actually good to be Jay. Sometimes just you know, just fill your portfolio up, and you know, at some point. Yeah, you guys have really basically like betted on football index, and it's and it's worked really. Obviously, you're trading in and out, but to have that many different players, you're kind of banking on the the whole market growing, and it and it has done. I think um, uh, what's is it football index LM or football index Buzz who created that chart of like the market cap or the average price of the players. And it's 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 just such a nice trend. It's just gone upwards, on and on. And uh, yeah, it it is really good when when you know when you are brave and you're getting something early. It's really nice to see uh, you that you boys have done really well from that. But um, no, nah, like <laughs> I still don't understand how, uh, how how you guys do it. Really, absolute nutters. To be fair, it must be <laughs> you're, you're both from you're both from Nigeria, so that must have something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't know. We're used to, we're used to we're used to high volume, you know, sort of transactions. I'll call I'll use it for transactions. <laughs> Ten thousand Zimbabwean dollars, <laughs> yeah, five million Nigerian dollars. No. But I mean, for me, it was it was this. You know, it, to answer your question, this was for me. It was probably one of those ones that was really totally by accident. You know, as opposed to by design. Um, I used to. I mean, I remember the three players um, who I had who just absolutely blew that 
on on the on the um, performance buzz news. I had a thousand two hundred David David Alaba. I had about a similar amount of Sergio Ramos. Only be, I, and I don't know why. I think I bought them just because I thought you know these guys are good players, right? So one day, you know, maybe one in the day. World Cup or in the Champions League, they would win the media buzz or something. I don't know what they will be linked because mm. for some reason I'd always wanted to see Alaba at Arsenal. Yeah. So there was like a bit of a oh, sentimental totally. sort of buy. Um, buy to that and I had um, quite a few um, uh, I think it was Varane as well so like all of a sudden like and you know a bit when that news came out I just couldn't believe I just refreshed my portfolio and it was just you know sort of you know going up but obviously the issue with that as well is that with me um, like you said it, it means I do have to look and, and monitor my portfolio because if one person gets injured you know it could be anyone because that person most likely is in my portfolio. So I've got a spreadsheet, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a spreadsheet which I've been keeping since the 23rd of September last year, um, which I used to sort of track my growth. And I've also got a list of like my players, which I update sort of on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So every now and again, I spent five minutes just looking at them and I say, okay, this one I bought because they've got a game on Friday. So sell him on Thursday, I put him on my phone. And that's kind of, <laughs> you know, because honestly, because if not, there's no other way I'd be able to do it. And I really do want to get to the point though, because I think one thing this international break showed me, I did miss out on quite a lot of like dividends on the big players who, you know, even if, you know, you know, there's potential upsides on players who are sort of below one pound or, other, you know, other players in the first team, you you, you have your, your Messi's, your Neymar's, your Dybala's, you know, Insignia's who are more kind of like stable holds and will eventually trend upwards one way or the other. And, you know, in the case of Messi, I mean, I, I, I don't know when Messi started winning the media bounce, but, mm, you know, God. I kind of sold him thinking it was going to go down and I regret it. You know, I wish I'd put more money in them, you know, I don't know if you guys heard in the group, I had to sell like Forsberg at 23p loss and um, and the same with Robin because eventually, you know, they just, I just tried to keep, tried to chase it and kept buying them when they got, mm. went down in price. So, you know, there's, there's, it's all well and good having a lot of players, but I do think that eventually, you know, from a strategy point of view, I am going to reduce my holdings in those players and try and have sort of higher volumes in the sort of higher price players mm-hmm. so it's a bit more of a financial outlay but yeah. i think it's probably there's probably a better margin i think in yeah. there i mean one just has to look at ross and the amount of sort of dividends he collects on bars every day i mean it's insane yeah. if you're able to take you know 300 400 pounds you know dividend every day that's pretty much just put money in there and it's paying for your bills for your <laughs> rent you know whoever you want for a flight it's amazing <laughs> yeah i mean i'm so, oh, sorry I, i've uh, no 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 i've I've kind of it's it's really good because if if a player you own is own is earning you dividends, he's most likely going to go up a lot in price, which is really good. But then it also gives you a decision to make because when they reach a certain price, I always talk about like a player ceiling, you know, uh, shrinking and shrinking the higher it goes up. So when they do go up a significant amount, you do have a decision to make at some point whether or not you're going to hold for the dividends you're going to sell and take that massive profit you've made because i remember i bought messi oh when did i buy him now it was like it wasn't even that it was like two or three two months ago or whatever or maybe even three months ago and he's more than doubled in price so for me the capital appreciation there rather than the buzz has been remarkable really but um i just wanted to pick up on a couple of things that you guys have talked about before we uh before we call it a day so when you talked about uh emotional trading i think that was you annie it 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 really does get you doesn't it because i remember being burnt by certain players during the transfer windows and just being like 
I'm never going back there again. I'm never buying that player again because they they cause me to lose money and I'm just never going to buy them again. So have, have you guys ever had that kind of situation where you you kind of lose out on a player and then you see some really good information quite fast, say in the transfer window or say they're going to be in the starting eleven, and you just refuse to buy them because uh, you've been burned by them before? Yep. One word for me. One word for me, Morata. That's all I've got to say. I remember when Morata was going to Man United and I had him at like, I think it was three pounds, something close to four pounds. And I had 800 of him. And all of a sudden, someone sent a message saying he was in Milan. I'm like, what are you doing in Milan? You're going to Man United, you idiot. I don't know why, you know, in my mind, I was like, That's, that makes no sense. And I remember Morata just absolutely tanking to like the low 170s, 160s. Um, and I lost a lot of money on him and i was stubborn for so long because i was like no 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 i'm going to i'm going to make my money back on this idiot um and eventually um i just had to bite the bullet and i eventually sold half but then once i saw the neck the rumor started coming again that i was going to be linked and i you know exactly like you said i'm like i'm not going to i'm not going to get burned on him again for it for it to be wrong and eventually, what ended up happening, he ended up going to Chelsea. He got up to five pounds. And how many futures did I buy within that time frame? 200. <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it, sometimes it's, it's really important for your sanity and for your potential to make profit on the index, for you to take yourself away from, you know, context or history and just look at the here and now. At this price, is this player profitable? Mm. And if he's going to be like in the case of Murata, just go, you know, just just jump on him. Forget about the previous losses. Deal with what you have now, the information you have now. And if you're quite confident that that is going to pan out, then you know, just trade. You know, be cold, be calculated, but try not to be emotional. Even though I know it's very difficult. Mm. Wise words from a wise man. What about yourself, Annie? Yeah, echo what you just said. You know, you, you have to, particularly <clears throat> if you're passionate towards a certain team. Uh, you have to sort of distance yourself from that, you know, affiliation with them. You have to, uh, you know, be cold, consider a situation. If you have, the, the one thing I would say I, I've totally learned, uh, totally learned in this time on the index is, is the fact that good is sometimes the enemy of great. So sometimes you really early and you make a really decent profit. And you know deep down in you that that guy is going to rise there is that potential for him to keep going. And because you have a decent profit, you end up selling. And, and then you just sit back and you're, and you're out of it and you just watch this guy going up. That's happened a recent one is Messi. Uh, I, I bought Messi first when he was around 450 and he went up to six pounds and I said to myself, you know what, you know, he can't, he can't go. I have the feeling with me that this guy can keep rising because, you know, it's, the game has changed. It's, it's, the, uh, it's not all about the performance, what he's doing on the pitch. And no, no, I don't care whether you're, have your players on the market no one is going to be messy <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter he's, he's the best in the world and I, I you know I just say you know what this is I, I mean well, I think I, I had 400 features so that was you know about 600 pounds in profit and I say you know what I'm just going to sell it and sit back and wait for a drop guess what now it's just kept on going so sometimes you have to just stick to your gut yeah you know yeah, for sure. you know if, if your gut is telling you right you know have a really decent profit and but your gut is telling you this guy still has that potential to keep yeah. going. 
you just have to go with that. Else you, it's that when you follow your gut and you get it wrong, at least you know you follow what you felt. <laughs> when you, no, that, that's the truth. You, you're not going to get it right all the time. You're, you're going to lose. At some point, you're going to lose. It's, yeah. it's, it's just. Yeah, you can't win them all. Otherwise, you we'd, we'd be making. Exactly. Decisions, really. Exactly. I always, I always say to people, the more you predict player prices, whether they're going to go up or down, the, the more you're going to get right. So the more you do it, the more like percentage wise the more you're going to get right so i like taking my profits at some points but sometimes i'd wish i'd kept my players and i've you know you know should have sold when i when they were in really really good profit and i didn't so it it goes both ways really for sure what you were just talking about Annie. like i bet there's for both of you, obviously, you guys have been around for ages and you've got bloody thousands of players each. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you must have had a player where you were like, ah, oh, this, is, this, is, this is a really nice rise. And it's happened to me as well. And they kind of just like creep down. And before you know it, this just turns into like a big loss. And it's happened yeah. to me with like yeah. Maratta, I think, before he just like, you know, st- it wasn't like a big crash. It was just a steady downward trend. And then I was like, well, I've gone from £180 profit to minus... 80 <laughs> in the matter yeah. of a week and a half and i didn't even notice really so the last thing i wanted to ask you guys when you have that bigger portfolio and there's a big drop in a player do you ever not notice because i remember having nearly 40 players at one point and not noticing when a player had gone down like 10 15 p and being proper shot gobsmacked when i saw i wish i wish i didn't notice <laughs> because i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm always on my, so I, I tend to notice, I, I keep on refreshing and looking at what my portfolio is doing today, so I tend to pick it up. Uh, but sometimes it's good when you miss it. And a recent mm. example is Lewandowski. So if, if you look at Lewandowski's training last month, you see there was a major dip at some point where he, where he went close to two pounds, close to two pounds. And I said to myself, you know, in this current market, you know, Lewandowski should be at least three pounds. That's, that's, that's my own feel. And when I had 500 Lewandowski. And I said to myself, this guy has dipped to a point where he is clearly undervalued. If you panic, you sell. And this guy at some point is going to go back up. And that's exactly what yes, I sold. I wish I never picked it up. If it felt that low, I would have just left it. Mm. But he's gone back up to almost the level where he was before. So sometimes it's good when you have the size of Jay's portfolio <laughs> when you think. And everyone's some, talking some about point. me. <laughs> <laughs> And, and in some cases, I mean, you don't want to be missing stuff like, you know, Zlatan drop, you know, that, that would be an absolute disaster. But the, the other thing is you, you don't want to panic, you know, mm. the whole thing about your gut. Sometimes your gut will be, be, be wrong. Example for Miss Morata. I never Morata was good. <laughs> I never put him in it now. I am a bit, but my gut was, you know, Morata wasn't going to go to Chelsea United. Got it wrong, but in most cases, if you follow your God, I think you would always do the right thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anything to add, Jay? Before we, uh... yeah, just, uh, just, yeah, I think the final thing for me is, you know, it's all well and good, you know, what everyone has said as well. But you know, sometimes, you know, when you really, sometimes you have to just think about it critically and be like, you know, you know, at the end of the day, you know, sometimes we may not make the profit we want, but we are making profit. Mm. And sometimes I've gone with a player to think I only want to make this much off him, um, and I end up making so much more. And sometimes it goes back down in price a bit. And I think, oh, I should have sold then. But, you know, sometimes when you take it, you know, in the sort of holistic view, it's like, you know, at the end of the day, this is like 30% return on investment on this player. That is still pretty good. Yeah. And yeah. if I want, you know, if I sell then and it goes up, yeah, I'll be a bit 
angry. But you know what? I invested and I made, you know, again, a decent amount of money more than I would have in sort of the normal conventional stock market. So, yeah, there's sometimes where I haven't made as much profit as I would have liked, but I try and just take it all in my stride and, you know, look for, again, more opportunities to be able to um, invest in those players. So I've started mm. buying Messi again. I think I bought about 10 yesterday and i'll just <laughs> slowly build up till i get back to the 700 i had those oh, going to be geez. a bit harder now but yeah. it's, it's, a it's incredible to think that to buy a hundred futures of messi you're paying close to 900 pounds it's really mad. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's mind-boggling <laughs> I, 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 oh, I can't believe it really i was saying from back in the days where where you know the highest price was one pound fifty, um, you couldn't instant sell. You know the the daily dividend payout was maximum five p. To think from then when I joined to where it is now, it's an it's it's yeah. Since since the beginning of the month, so from from the first of October, Messi's gone from seven seventy eight to eight forty. So that's I don't even know how much money is needed to take him up that much. It's it's it's, it's you know, forty thousand or fifty thousand pounds just to take him up there. Is it? I don't even know. No. Yeah. yeah can can we stop it. talking about Messi because I have zero <laughs> features in here? <laughs> I've got eleven. <laughs> oh, I won't disclose how many I have. But um, yeah, anyway, it, it's been a pleasure having you boys on. Thanks for uh, coming on the podcast. Uh, if you want to want to sign off with anything, any last words of wisdom. No, I just want to say thank you very much, Fig. This is a great, great um, tool, I think, for new users. And it's really good that you're doing this. And I'm really hoping people start to really understand the sort of potential of the index. And hopefully by listening to your videos, they're able to sort of come on it and, you know, they can start making money in their own stories as well. Thanks very much. So thank I appreciate you. That. Yep. I've, again, totally enjoyed it. Um, it's been a good laugh and different experiences. The, the potential of the index is, you know, I, I can't, you know, I keep telling people, if you're a football fan, you know, this is, this is the gaming quote for you. Um, the, the, the potential is there for everyone to see. Um, it's really enjoyable. The only thing is, you know, be careful. It's quite addictive. So, <laughs> so um, but yeah, it's, you know, looking for, as, as um, the guy who says that he invented the thing, says onward and upward and onward. Yeah, yeah. But the last <laughs> thing I wanted to add, whenever... Some of my friends tell me, oh, I, I don't want to be on it all the time or I don't want to put this much money in it. And then one of my friends asked me the other day, like, oh, should I cash out of this accumulator? And it was like an eight pound acre, something like fivefold or whatever. So the, the returns were 40 pounds. And I kind of said, next time you want to put an accumulator on, just, just put it to the side and wait till it gets to about 50 to 100 pounds in total and just put it in the index instead, mate. You're much better off. Please just do it for me. Stop wasting money. That's, that's <laughs> what I want to sign up with. But yeah, if you if you did enjoy that, guys, do leave like a review and subscribe on iTunes. Give it a give a give us a follow on um, SoundCloud as well. And yeah, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow follow me on Twitter and follow Jay and Annie as well. They can give you some useful insights as well. They've been around for ages, and as I've said many times, they're absolute nutters. So thanks very much for listening, everyone. <laughs>